Zach and Graham have talked about movies so much that they lost all their friends and stopped getting invited to parties. So they did the only thing that made sense. They put a cheap microphone in the old blanket fort and decided to bring the party to you. This dude, guess what I saw? Yeah. And so I'm really interested to see if Captain Marvel and Ronan, the accuser, like, start working together. Yeah, no. But funny you actually mentioned him. Dude, guess what I saw? What'd you see? Actually, a Lee Pace movie, the guy who played Ronan the Accuser, uh, called The Fall. Oh, you've told me about this movie before. Yeah, because I want you to watch it, and every time you say, <laughs> I don't watch artsy movies. That's not true. I love artsy movies. Yeah, but it's not the ones I like. <laughs> Dude, so The Fall. So r- run me through this thing, because like, I, I know, the, I know like, the one thing that I, I, did, I know one thing about this movie, and it's like some sort of like fantastical movie... There's, like, a guy who's, like, addicted to heroin who, like, beats a child. I don't know. Am I right? Yeah, close. Close. <laughs> we'll go close. Um, well, this is a uh, Tarsum Singh movie. He's not done a lot, but I think the most notable things, other than this movie, is he did The Cell, that, Jennifer, that J-Lo movie. Okay. And he did The Immortals, which I was pretty sure you were a fan of. The Immortals? Which it's that one? Greek mythology movie. Where this mortal takes on the gods. It's super. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's super stylized. Yeah, the visuals yeah. are very strong. Yeah, that's a fun movie. That's and you saw movie. The Cell, right? Oh, yeah. The Cell. That's a that's a trip of a movie, man. It's been years, years. But mm-hmm. I remember I watched a movie when I was like 12 or 13. I don't know. Like I was I was young. You're probably about 15. 15. Yeah, 15, yeah. 14, actually. You're yeah, 14. Yeah. I was I was really young when I first saw that movie. And I remember being like, ugh. Like, it's a weird movie. It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. I know you like knives. I actually lost <laughs> a, my first, like, nice Kershaw knife in that movie theater when watching it. It's funny <laughs> stuff. Wait, it's a rated R. How'd you go to that movie when you were 14? 15? Oh, they didn't care in that small town we grew up in. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should say the town outside. Yeah, the town, the town yeah, yeah exactly. The town we grew up in was too small. <laughs> yeah. They would never have showed that. Um, but anyway... And so you've seen The Fall, so it's extremely stylized. The Immortal, extremely stylized. No, I've, I've seen The Cell. I haven't seen The Fall. Or excuse me, The, the Cell. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, Two L's st- at the end of, a, yeah. of the cell, title. Fall, so. it's all the same. So yeah, The um, Cell, extremely stylized. Now there's a lot of carryover for that in this movie because it is probably one of the most just stunning in scope movies that I have seen. One of the most. Wow. Yeah. You know how I say my second favorite or the yeah. second most stunning. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is easily top five in the, because <laughs> there's always going to be something else to dethrone it. So I always leave that space for right. the, for the, for the top one. You're um, just, you're just being like Plato. There, there's a form of the perfect movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's undefinable, but it there's, exists. There's a spot for it. <laughs> so um, it's, this is just a beautiful movie. And the big thing about it is it's the dichotomy that you, feel when you are in the real world and then when you're in this imaginary world of one of the main characters so it's it's essentially this movie about this stuntman who gets injured in he's in this hospital and then he ends up um befriending air quotations um this young girl 
and just telling her stories. Very sweet. What time story. period? Uh, early, I think it was like 1914 or something like okay, that. Okay, so, so so past t- World War the, II, but well before. So this is when stuntmen just like would go and like actually get shot and stabbed. Oh yeah, yeah. There was no <laughs> standards and practices for right. the stuntman nope, association. They were not unionized. Yeah, they 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 had no union rules. And the anyway. relationship with the girl's not creepy. Not creepy. It's, oh, okay. not, it's, it's not creepy how, at all. So you say young girl, how how young is she? Six or seven. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so it's a really beautiful intro scene, black and white. It's silent because it's being shot as a silent movie, but full high definition. Like, it's 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 full high definition because you're not actually watching a black and white movie. Right. You're watching this aftermath of a stunt gone wrong in black and white the frames are slowed down. It's in, in not, not in slow motion, but just a little bit slower than what naturally would occur at. Um, and it's uh, to I'm I can recognize classical songs, but I'll be damned if I can remember one. Right. It's to that or, one what, song what, what, that was probably like in a, in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, okay. I know which one you're talking about. But this one is um, it's a Beethoven song, but who knows? I have no idea which one it is. But right. it's just it's beautiful like it is just the the no audio i actually when i first um watched the movie i thought my tv was broken because it's silent and there's stuff going on and i'm like what why is it so quiet crank that volume up and then bam i'm blasted with some violin which here, come, here comes beethoven yeah right he's coming in now, i'm not talking about the dog the beautiful intro scene where we see the stunt that has gone wrong to Roy, who is played by Lee Pace. So this this so this beautiful scene is of how Lee Pace gets injured. We find him at a hospital after after the intro. We find him at a hospital. He's in bed, laid up, can't move his legs. In comes the protagonist of this movie, a young, I'm not sure what her country of origin is. Definitely not America, but she comes in, can barely speak English, um, and she ends up meeting Roy. And Roy, even though Alex doesn't really want anything to do with her, or sir, Alex, I say Alex? I said Alex. Yeah. Who's Alex? No, no excuse me. Oh, that okay. was my shorthand that I wrote in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Alexandra. Alexandra is the girl. Is the girl's okay. name. Roy is the guy. The guy, yeah. So, Alexandra is coming in because Roy somehow got a note that Alexandra had written. So she comes in, takes a note, leaves. But Roy's like, hey, did you know that you're named after a great warrior general? And he goes into this story, and she kind of closes her eyes and imagines this world that Roy is telling her. She comes back into the room, and and Roy begins telling her this epic story of bandits. And like Robin Hood bandits or, or, or like full on. Well, this is not just how he described it. Oh, okay. 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 Now, what I really love about this movie is how the imagery is portrayed. So you see this story unfold, even though you're just seeing Roy make up the story to tell Alexandra. And what's interesting because she's not. American, or at least um, a Westerner, as she's told these things as Roy describes them, she doesn't perceive them as how we would. 
So the story is about this group of five guys that um, are have this gripe with uh, General Odious, and they give all these reasons why, and they get they go through the characters, and it kind of pulls a little bit of a Wizard of Oz thing that all the characters that you see playing these roles in uh, Alexandra's mind are all people that she's seen before. So here, quick question. I'm trying to get a visual on this. So yeah. you mentioned Wizard of Oz. We talked about black and white at the beginning, right? When we we're shooting this movie, we're seeing mm -hmm. this movie being shot, the yeah. silent film. Is is the stuff with Roy and Alexander in black and white and the stuff no. that she's imagining no. in color? No, oh, full okay. color. I actually thought okay. that would be would be okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of a cool way to split it. But I think the difference would have been too stark, okay. under undercutting the vividness of um undercutting the vividness of the world that you're brought into in Alexandra's mind. Okay. Because you'd see and you'd just say, oh, just because it's... Because it's, it's in color. It's in color. And when you watched Wizard of Oz, it was like black and white, black and white, and then color. And so at that first moment, when you see that change of color, you're like, whoa, that's a big difference. But honestly, it kind of wears away from me, like the vibrancy. Yeah. Um, it, it is normally, you know, lit... You know, it's just a little bit drab and dreary. It's a nineteen fourteen. So it's just like pedestrian, and then when you get when you go to the other world in Alexandra's mind, it's like pops. Yeah, it's like flourish, flourished outfits and exaggerated action. Yeah, and and, and 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 the way it's shot, it's framing cool. like it's not a happy place. This hospital, right, where Alexandra is in because she broke her arm, picking oranges with her family because that's they they have to have the six year old work, right. She's in with one of those casts that immobilize your arm above your head Ooh, to keep you from breaking it. Yeah. Making making it really difficult. She has no you never see her interact with friends. It's just a dreary place. Right. But as soon as you go into Alexandra's mind, the 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 shots in there, the framing, the colors, everything is just super vibrant. So the story, we're introduced to these five guys that all have these gripes about odious. This and they're stuck on this island. They decide they need to get off of it. One of the guys is Charles Darwin as well, like I, actual Charles Darwin, or like the characters like based on Charles. No, Darwin. no, no. His name's Charles Darwin. That's amazing. And he rolls around with this monkey in his bag yes. called Wallace. Yes. Anyway, that's amazing. Uh, that has a gripe because General Odious killed this rare butterfly. So how did they? So it's like full on Charles Darwin. Why are they on this island? Are they in exile, or did they just? This is how the story starts. Well, General Odious. Captured them and placed them on this island. So they're like an exile for them to die. Okay, yeah, yeah. and it's a tiny island. Roy explains this one character as an Indian. Okay, and he says he says there was an Indian with a bandaged leg. Um, this Indian was married to the most beautiful squaw in all the land, and when he went to his wigwam, all these very Native American terminologies yeah. that we were using. Uh, at the time that this movie is being set. But in Alexandra's mind, she sees, like, Eastern Indian. Like, from like India. From an India, <laughs> an Indian cool. native. Like, cool. a, like a, a native from India. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with the turban, because that's what she's used to. Cool. She's used to the actual Indian. All, all what you actually see is because you're seeing it through the lens of Alexandra's experience. Cool. This is one of the first movies that I remember really digging into director commentary. 
Interesting. Okay. And and watching all like the this was DVD time, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, to when not on Laserdisc. Yeah, not on Laserdisc, laser man. <laughs> like my uh, my ac- ultimate cut of Star Wars Episode Four, Five, and Six. Yeah. Um, only cut. So not on Laserdisc, but DVD. Yeah. All the featurettes, all the behind the scenes, and um, the the stuff that happened, like in to, in the making of this movie. Like the director, multiple times said, "Listen, guys, like to his crew, he goes, if you're not having fun, I want you to stop doing what you're doing. If you're doing something and not having fun, I just want this to be a fun experience, and I and and I just want to make a movie that we all enjoy making. It might be a piece of garbage by we're done by the time we're done, but we had fun. And when you say that about a project, you know you're going to go over budget. Yeah, and even if a strictly regimented project it still was gonna go over so like over budget so much because of the visuals well well because of the visuals the locations oh okay i i googled these locations because they're so beautiful i can't pronounce most of them but i recognize almost all of them uh in one scene they go to in the dark knight rises the pit that he uh-huh. that bruce wayne Rise into Bane and Bruce Wayne rise from. Yeah, exactly the 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 location of where the rising occurred. Yeah, um, it's a step well, and I'm see I've seen it on Instagram, all this, all these places. But it's a very famous place and very recognizable. That's in it. The Taj Mahal's in it. Um, this labyrinth is in it. This labyrinth that's in Japur. I'm really sorry, but I'm going to be be mispronouncing all of these. <laughs> so it sounds like they they were they were taking this production and flying it all over the world. It sounds like essentially there's a scene where it's like the now I don't think they flew the actual cast to a lot of these locations because it's just their costumes right. that you see on silhouettes, like traveling to the, their epic traveling. Like yeah, and all they're that. walking in front of the Eiffel Tower. They're walking in front of. The pyramids, and they're actually there. Cool. In a lot of these places. Yeah, this movie's old enough. It was green screen. You'd know. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and that's not what Tarson would do. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a practical guy. It's really a bummer. I really like his visuals that he that he strives for in most of his movies, but it's just it's does they don't they don't make bank. Yeah. Like I found this I found this um, movie on demand on my. Cox Cable, you know, rent it now <laughs> thing. And I saw a trailer. I was like, that looks pretty cool. kind of gave me a uh, Black Beauty vibe. Black Beauty? You've never seen Black Beauty? The horse movie? Yeah. No. It's the, a, old, I've, the old one? Yes. Oh, I've seen the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Is it? When he's castawaying it? I don't know. Yeah, like like he's doing the Tom we'll Hanks castaway thing. No, no, no where no. he's stuck on the island with a horse. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Never mind. I've seen never this movie. seen. No, I never seen Black Beauty. Oh, dude, it's like no, no. We must have had like the the budget Black Beauty because I just remember it was like Black Beauty, like the Buttercream Gang level of Black Beauty. The, yeah, it was literally the Buttercream Gang. Like Black Beauty was in the Buttercream Gang. <sighs> dude, this it's it's a beautiful <laughs> movie. I mean, it was definitely biting on Lawrence of Arabia's steez with all the desert and the shots and everything. In Black Beauty. Yeah, dude. Look I gotta check this out. This is weird. That's weird. Look it up. That's weird. Beautiful movie. That's weird. But I don't know if it's just desert movies that I think yeah. are really beautiful. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you're into desert movies is what it sounds like. <laughs> kind of. Is it just easy to shoot? Is that why they always look so stunning? <laughs> I think it's actually harder because there's less, right? Yeah. But it, it allows the eye to 
absorb what you're looking at yeah. and really focus and all the colors pop out instead of looking at a cityscape where there's all these little nooks and crannies yeah. to see all these things that you might not notice the boat heading down the river but say you take that cityscape to a desert or a lake bed or like a um, like a salt flat you're, you're seeing that boat you're seeing those waves wash across and so maybe that's it i'm just speculating here <laughs> i'm no photography doctor but i'm pretty sure <laughs> So, the movie or the the story in, that Roy is telling or Alexandra is pretty compelling. I mean, it's beautiful and it's a little interesting because you're seeing you know she'll interject and kind of change something about the story that she doesn't really like, and it'll kind of move and 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 in different ways, and things will get um, retconned in in the story. Cool. Like he tries to model the the main bandit. Uh, off of Alexandra's dad, who has this big gap in the tooth. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she's like, why is he talking like that? Because he's talking with a Spanish accent. It's like, because he's Spanish, like your father. It's like, my dad was not Spanish. And he's she's, he's like, oh, what do you want him to talk, talk like? He's like, just have him talk normal. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's sort of things change. Anyway, um, amazing location. So he's telling, telling Alexandra this story. All of a sudden, it abruptly stops. And he says, oh, first a test. And he says, I want you to go out of the, go out of the little, the bed with the little ringy, like a bath or shower curtain thing around it. He's like, I want you to go around and touch one of my toes, which got me a little bit nervous. Yeah. But. Yeah. You're like. Ugh. And so she's like, okay. She goes and she pinches one of her toes. And he's like, I'm touching your little toe. He's like, you're not supposed to tell me. Because what he's doing, he's trying to see if he's getting feeling back, back to his, his. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back to his toes. Uh, he says, he says, no, don't tell me. So he grabs the new toe. She grabs the new toe. And he's like, is it my, um, is it my second toe? And she moves her hand and grabs the second toe. And she goes, yes. And he's like, are you lying to me? And she's like, no, I, I, I'm not lying. Like the genuine nature of this girl's acting. I'll get into a little bit in a minute, but sometimes it's, on point, like that, may, like maybe they broke a little girl's arm and put her in a hospital and filmed it, and she. I didn't told know. you we'd get into it. In a minute. <laughs> uh, he goes back into the story, to all these all these just amazing amazing visuals. I'm gonna say this a bunch, but just the visuals, the framing, how things are so grand in scale. Only to be counterpointed by the real world that right. you keep jumping yeah, in. Yeah, this drab, out. this drab pedestrian mm -hmm. uh, hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's just it's very, it's jarring almost, but absolutely beautiful. I don't know if if it was just a movie full of that, if it wouldn't be as beautiful, but it just it works um really well. Anyway, so he continues to tell the story, gets through some of the plot in the story that uh Roy is telling Alexandra. And he is interrupted by his rude, what seems like a hypochondriac roommate. Okay. He's just like, what are you doing? This isn't story time. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes to grab the little girl and Roy grabs the hypochondriac by the neck. And he's like, you don't touch her. Like, you don't mess with her at all. Like, not in a bad way. Oh, okay. Okay. It's his, it's his roommate at the hospital. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, when you said roommate, I'm like, this is like some dude coming to visit Roy, and I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? No, 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 no. His, <laughs> his, his 
It's his ro- hospital yeah. bed roommate. roommate. Yeah, yeah roommate. I don't know. How, how would you say it? Yeah, roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're, no, you're 100% correct. Hospital but, mate? Yeah, for some reason. His sicky buddy? Because, his sicky buddy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so his sicky buddy yeah. goes in. He's like, what is, what is she doing here? Like, this isn't blah, 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 all this stuff. And he's like, you got to get, you know, like goes to move her physically, like with his hand. And Roy like defends her really. I mean, right. this, and this is a big thing about this movie is they do a pretty good job not making it weird. Even though cool. this is 2006. Yeah. And like we were pretty much barbarians back then as oh, far as. Full, full on bar- yeah, barbarians. Yeah. Full on barbarians. <laughs> Just crazy. <laughs> Peeing on seats. Peeing on seats. Leaving them up. <laughs> Peeing on them, then putting them up. <laughs> Just. Just barbaric. Anyway, um, so it, it it they do a good job of just making sure that the interaction between Roy and Alexandra, not necessarily innocent, but not bad in the way that we all fear. Right. Yeah. She's ushered out of the room by the roommate, who's pretty rude. Um, and we go to the next scene where she sneaks into the hospital's church to steal some Eucharist, brings it back to Roy. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and brings it back to Roy, and Roy says... But Roy's like, I just read this new philosopher named Frederick Nietzsche. God is dead. <laughs> I mean, it's 1914. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nietzsche's still pretty fresh at this point in time. I'm never going to be the ubermensch if I, <laughs> granted, if I succumb to... <laughs> granted, he's died of syphilis at this point, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that was on Reddit yet, so I don't think he knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, brings back the Ru- uh, Eucharist. Now, this scene is very interesting, not within the context of the story, but within the context of the of the movie as a real thing in our world. Okay. Because she goes, gives them the Eucharist, and Roy asks her, are you trying to save my soul? And she looks back and smiles at him and kind of looks away. And he goes, did, did, did you hear what I said? She's like, what you say what? What it seems like, because once again behind-the-scenes featurettes to help the actress who played Alexandra and to kind of not make her have to stretch her, you know, disbelief, like, or to make her have to act really aggressively. Right. Lee Pace in the movie is supposed to be um, crippled. Yeah. You know, or, or paralyzed. Yeah. So Alexandra never saw Lee Pace walk at any point in this movie until, like, the last scene that they obviously filmed way after this initial uh, filming in the hospital. He only place he walked around was inside his trailer alone. Every time they come out of the trailer, they got a, a grip to go in, pick him up, set oh him into a wheelchair, wheel him into where they were filming, right. lay him down. So they, 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 they did break this little girl's they arm. gaslighted and- this little girl. <laughs> Not for nefarious reasons, mind you. So, so... Now I have to add, there's going to be a jump ahead here. Then there's a scene where obviously Roy's going to walk. Yes. Does they get like the, 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 the full on her excitement at him walking? Is that part of this movie? Mm, no. What a missed opportunity. You're going to lie to the girl the whole movie. Well, because it wasn't a reveal like that. Okay. It's, not, it's not how it roll, works out in the, in, the, in the movie. All right. Anyway. Um, so there's this miscommunication there. So. The way that I think this movie was shot was they had a script. They filmed all the hospital scenes before any of the fantastical scenes. Right. And they literally had Lee Pace get down in this bed, tell this girl stories. And when she interjected with something unique, they ran with it. 
Cool. And they wrote that into the script for what they were going to film later. And anyway, it's just it's very interesting because the way that she says things sometimes it's definitely very directed. Like she's like later on she says, um, she's she says something and she's like, well, it's my story too, which sounds nothing like anything else that she usually says. But everything else is usually very earnest, very real. Not great for a movie, but you can feel the realness there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he so after they talk about uh, saving the soul and giving away because it happens a few times in the movie where he just starts laughing, like trying not to bust a gut because she doesn't understand something or she's responding really weird. Yeah. Um. But naturally. Yeah. So you're right. Your 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 theory is that this these are candid reactions. Yeah. Huh. Like legitimate reactions because yeah, yeah. they were gaslighting her. So she might have just been like, which is gnarly. Like a six-year-old. Yeah, this is and this was gnarly. And the hospital scenes were filmed in South Africa. It's very cool, old, almost like mission-style hospital. Yeah, that was supposed to be in Los Angeles. I didn't mention that part. Weird. Yeah. So apparently they got older buildings that fit the fit the thing. But you know, there's not they're not unionized down there in South Africa, (laughs) right? (laughs) So they can have as much child abuse (laughs) as they want to traumatize this little girl. Break her arm, put her in a hospital, yeah. lie to her what year it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so after she see, he, Roy sees that she had stolen a Eucharist, she said, he says, oh, is the medicine where they keep the medicines near where they keep the, or where the chapel is. So she says, yeah, it is. So he goes uh, back in the, they go back in the story. They, in, in the previous, in the previous, um, story that Roy's telling, they find the bandit, the main bandit, Lee Pace, who Lee Pace is playing in the story, in Roy's story. Right, so Lee Pace is playing the kind of the, the captain bandit. Yeah, the lead bandit okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. in his story that he's telling. Now, so, so Lee Pace is, the, is also the guy who plays uh, Ronan the Accuser. And I won't, won't remember his name, but in the Hobbit movies, the uh, king yeah. of the woodland elves. I wouldn't care. I hate, I absolutely hate the Hobbit movies. Dude. I've seen, I saw one, maybe half of one. Yeah. I think I walked out of the movie theater, actually. I don't blame you. It was the worst. It was really bad. But you know what? He plays the baker in Pushing Daisies. I thought he was a mortician. No, he's the baker. Oh, he's just straight up baker? Yeah, he's just a baker. How is he touching all these dead bodies then? I don't know. No, because he goes to see he goes to see uh Pixie Manic Dream Pixie Pixie Manic Dream Girl and what? he ends up accidentally touching her at a funeral. He's not a he's he's a baker. Oh interesting. Yeah. 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 Anyways. I've 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 heard really good things about uh Sorry, you, pushing daisies. Yeah, you keep saying Lee Pace and I'm like, why do I know this name? Why do this name and that's why? Pushing daisies. Great series. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, sorry. From what I heard. <laughs> Sidetrack. Yeah. He's <laughs> I don't think he's a great actor, though. Uh, honestly, he was not a very great actor there. As Ro- I mean, he was fun, but he def- it definitely felt like he was acting. But also, that whole show was kind of about that shtick. It was kind of like that kind of like sugar, like sugar style yeah. show, you know. So everybody kind of felt like they were acting. So everybody was a little detached, from a little detached, and a little over the top. What reality would be exactly? Yeah. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, Ronan the Accuser, I never bought Ronan the Accuser. He never felt angry or serious enough to me. He had a tone. Yeah. He had and, a tone and he kept to that tone. Yeah, and the tone didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel like yeah. um, fully embodied 
Mm-hmm. He was just like, this is what somebody who's angry and convicted on his feelings sounds like. Yeah. I love Lee Pace. Don't get me wrong, but I'm with you. So, so in this movie, comparing to these other two roles, how does he play a uh, an injured stuntman in the 1914s? He is two. T- he's got two different tones. He just sticks to a tone. <laughs> he's a little upset that he's in a we- or uh, stuck into a, a hospital bed. Understand it? Yeah, understandably. Anyway. The in the in the story, the main brother, the main bandit's brother is killed, and he vows to kill Odious, which I think is a little repetitive because everybody's already vowed to be responsible for Governor Odious's death. Right. They go to track down Governor Odious, and this is one of those scenes where it is just landmark after landmark after landmark after landmark of recognizable scenes, like yeah. the quintessential landmarks. That you would see every one of these has a postcard. When they travel through now, so right, the pyramids are much older than the Eiffel Tower. So when they travel through Paris, is it like uh is it like a the Eiffel Tower is there. Yeah, so, so it can't be so it can't be anything newer than it was one of the World Fairs. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, I it was like, like eighteen, wasn't it? Eighteen ninety something. Maybe right at the yeah, yeah, right yeah at eighteen ninety something. So so, so, a, so it's not like a fantastical Paris. It's just Paris when they're going through this. Essentially. Okay. And the thing is, it's probably Paris as it as this, people this, perceived it yeah, in this the girl, 1940s. Yeah, this girl is imagining it. Of yeah, course, imagining. Because she's the one building the visual probably, repertoire. And she's probably seen these places on postcards. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's and that's how she's building it. Or just imagining a fantastical place. And it's just, you know, what it is. Yeah. Anyway, they go, they track down the caravan of where General Odious is going to be. And as, as as soon as it starts to get exciting, he goes, um, but I need you to do something for me, which upsets her. So, okay, so he's he's building the story, building the story, building the story. And then he's like, pause. If you want to hear the rest, I need you to go do I something I got an errand for me, for, me, yeah. for you. So to, to expedite her want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I need you to go to the, to the medicine, hall of medicine, and go grab me a bottle that says this and shows her uh, a morphine written out on paper. Yeah. Heroin addict. Daddy just needs a taste to keep him straight. <laughs> just a little bit. I th- <laughs> These stories don't come up by themselves. I need some inspiration. <laughs> so, so it's Hunter S. Thompson. That's what you're telling me yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Did you like Donnie De- Johnny Depp's Hunter S. Thompson or did you like Bill Murray's Hunter S. Thompson? Johnny Depp. It was so good, and this and 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 one of the reasons why is Johnny Depp and Hunter S. Thompson were actually really great friends, and so Johnny Johnny because they both did so many drugs, so together. many drugs together. Um, fun story: if you haven't ever look up Hunter S. Thompson's daily routine in a biography about Hunter, S. just just type that into Google. Sure, for sure it will come up. Yeah, it's got to be fake yeah. because it would kill a man in like one day, but it's impressive that this biographer felt they could write this down. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Johnny Depp definitely. Uh, they were they were really really good friends, and so everything I've ever seen of Hunter S. Thompson, like uh, videos, interviews, to it. very very accurate. You see, I think that I, I think they're pretty well not necessarily equivalent, but I think they're both like relatively yeah. accurate. Yeah. Like who who would have known Bill Murray would do a Hunter S. Thompson? Bill Murray did a pretty good Hunter S. Yeah. Thompson for sure. Anyway, so she says, oh, spells out morphine. Now he's like, read this to me, read the letters, and so she runs through the letters, but thinks that the the e at the end is a three okay morphin three it's morphin time it's morphin three (laughs) (laughs) i hope that's the the third power ranger the third power ranger morphin three they do like they like fast and the furious and each power ranger is just a play on power ranger and or morphing yeah so it's like power rangers 
Num- second one. It's morphin' time. <laughs> morphin' three. Love it. <laughs> Next one's heroin. <laughs> morphin' three. Zord Drift City. <laughs> um. So yeah, she goes to the medicine room, hops up on the counter, and she only has one arm. Right. Yeah, because she's so, got this like up, it, up arm cast. Yeah, and it makes a point to show how precarious and difficult it is for yeah. her. Like moving a chair across, and she's carrying this like box of keepsakes with her. She takes the box of keepsakes. Puts it in her like mouth, in her jaw. Yeah, and she's missing like four teeth in the in the front of her mouth, which is as because she's a kid. Uh, she's a kid. Not because she the fall. Fell. Maybe the fall. Well, because I'm, ass- I'm kid teeth, right? They're gonna come out. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just regular yeah. pulling out thing. Not that not that she fell. Right, and knocked and her teeth out. She's bleeding out of her mouth. <laughs> I don't think that's the imagery <laughs> that we're looking for. But she looks like anyway. Uh, she so she's so she's holding that box. She's trying to move this. Human or this adult-sized chair with one hand. I like human size, anyways. Children aren't human. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she, so it's everything's really difficult. So she's climbing up on this counter, a little bit precarious, but she pulls the morphine off of the shelf, um, and returns it to Roy. Uh, and she hands him the bottle, and there's three pills in it. And he's like, "Where did all the rest of them go?" He's like, I brought you those because you said M-O-R-P-I-N-3. Oh, so Morphin. Yes. It's Morphin time, but you only get three Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Got and you. so she she says, is that enough to finish the story? He goes, we'll see. So he pops all three of them, and he ends up going, you know, continuing on through the story. Um, so in my head, I'm getting visions of... Not just of sugar plums, but I'm getting visions of the movie Sucker Punch. Is is that no. does it have that feel at all? No, no, oh, no okay, no. okay. Because Sucker Punch, you you got kind of a drab hospital, sure, kind of in that same time period, probably mm-hmm. right. It's kind yeah. of ambiguous, and then you go off to these very visually stunning worlds. It was visually stunning in Zack Snyder's because. It was comic booky, but it was right. still a noir looking comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the hospital, it still was very stylized. Yeah, in, in Sucker in a, Punch, in a Tim Burton sort of yeah, way. Yeah, it was Tim Burton in the hospital, and it was Transformers. Well, because the, they had to, or, have, they, uh, not Transformers, but Sin City in the yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but it had to be because it, they were how many layers deep? Yeah, in the thing. Who knows? So, it, so it all had to be the same sort okay, of. Okay, so it doesn't. Aesthetic. It doesn't. It doesn't kind of have that. No, that vibe. The, the transition between the two worlds doesn't have that vibe. No, it's okay. like it's it's like Schindler's List to Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, okay. Yeah, in visuals. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for Cl- sure. Close up, cramped quarters. Yeah. In the hospital, and then just big and wide. Whatever, and... whatever that. Um, oh, not what was the name of the camera that they used for Lawrence of Arabia that they also used for Hateful Eight. Yeah, the wide, discussing this. the wide panorama pan pan panner. Isn't that what it's called? I think three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wide panorama pan panorama tama. Three. Three. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a film that I think was developed specifically for shooting the scenes of Lawrence Arabia, and then they used it in the Hateful Eight as well. Do you know, did they use that camera in this movie? It sure as hell seems like it. because huh, Interesting. The, Be- because of how how yeah, it feels, yeah. Because huh. of how it feels, like it just, I don't know what kind of unicorn blood they pour into it to make it work so well, but it just, it just, it seems it does its job. I, I get the same sort of vibes. Interesting. Okay. With it, I mean, okay. they're not all like that. There's some 
there's some close-up scenes and stuff that's just you know pretty uh boilerplate you know yeah. scenes in within the within the story um but it's uh always pretty epic um he comes or she gives him the three pills and he starts telling the story gets it really exciting again says oh wait i need you to do something else for me if you go over to my um sicky mate yeah he didn't or um i happen to have his key for his little locker where he keeps all of his medicine He's got some morphine over there. Oh my In order gosh. to finish the story, I really need you to go get those bottles. Does he call it morphine, or does he play the three thing? Well, he doesn't play the three thing. So he, he does call it morphine. He called it morphine oh, okay, before. Okay. okay, okay, okay. It's just she thought it said three. Right, yeah. Where he was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So it's that's three. why she brought in three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it was just a mis... Like, and the, the, I don't think that was candid. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? Because he, he would have had the whole bottle a lot, a lot sooner. Um, so she breaks into Sicky Mate's mm-hmm. locker. Yeah. Gets the morphine out of his locker. Oh. Um, also, I, I got to imagine that the dosing on this morphine is high. Well, so I, I did um, glaze over something. The reason that he got injured in the stunt was he was trying to impress his ex, which is now dating the leading man of this uh, movie. Okay. And then he gets paralyzed. Right. Um, and he is and just super upset. Yeah. He's just super so, sad. Yeah. And he thinks his toes are never coming back. Hence why he had her feel her his toes. So he's not trying to get jacked up. He's suicidal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say, like, I I uh as you know, I once hit a deer at sixty five miles an hour on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, broke a lot of bones. Uh-huh. And, like, one morphine pill, I was good. <laughs> you know what I one mean? One morphine like, unit? Yeah, one one unit of morphine. And uh, I was I was just fine. <laughs> Got you ready for morphine time? <laughs> I was, it was definitely morphine time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking, like, dude, he took three, he wants more. But now that makes sense if he's trying yeah. to check out. And this is 1914. Yeah. yeah so they were, Back no, when no. they still sold cocaine gum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Okay, so that this makes more sense why the dosing's so high. Anyway, the the lead man Also that's so depressing. What? That's just depressing that that's the, the, yeah, what he it, wants to do. Does it become that obvious at this point in the movie? So I skipped over something. Yeah. He literally like he's talking to the studio lawyer about um like compensation for yeah, what's happened to him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like if I die, what happens? To, uh, where does the money get to, or where w- will the money go? And he's like, Roy, you need to get off this suicidal, um, you know, the super, the suicidal mindset. Yeah. Straight up says it. He's right. Like, right. He's so like, I'm so going to die. It is. It is there. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's, it's there really subtle. Right. But it's happening in the other room. Yeah. And it's not even the focus of the scene. Right. It's just, you happen to overhear it. Totally. Anyway. So he has Alexander feel his toes. He's not getting better. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I need you to go get me drugs. I need you to go help me OD. That's heavy. It is heavy. Anyway, so she goes over, opens the cabinet up, pulls out this full bottle of morphine, and gives it to Roy. Yeah. And uh, Morphine pills. Morphine pills. Okay. He starts popping them. And uh, and the story starts to get a little bit loopier and loopier. And you not, like, not like... Um, not like pink elephants from Dumbo, Loopy, but just like the decisions, the because uh, it's still all happening in her mind. Right. But the decisions that the characters are making aren't really making any sense. And eventually he falls asleep. Yeah. And she's trying to wake him up. Can't wake him up. Not waking up. 
She's like, wake, wake, ha laugh, laugh. And so she ends up leaving, coming yeah. back the next morning. And as she goes, she walks back to his wing. He see, uh, she sees a body being wheeled out. Right. That's sicky mate. No, no, no. It's not sicky, sicky uh. mate or sicky mate. Sicky Main? Sicky Main. Sicky Main here yeah, on yeah. SoundCloud. That's my new SoundCloud rapper name. No, man. We already... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Sicky Main. What did we say it was? The it, A little with a little, the last car part you replaced? That's right. So I was Lil Rotor. Yeah, and I was Lil Bezel. <laughs> Lil Bezel. Um, <laughs> Look for our album on SoundCloud coming out in 2019. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes in, pulls back the curtains, and Roy's still there, and he's waking up. He's like, oh, hey, hey. I thought you were dead. I saw somebody wheeling out. And he freaks out. Like he's mad he's alive. He's mad he's alive. And he's like, um, he's freaking out. Sicky mate's like, he's like, what are, you, what are you so angry about? And he's like, don't you realize they're feeding you sugar pills? He's like, oh. nothing's wrong with you. What the hell are you doing here? This is like, and people are trying to calm him down. Right. Also another behind the scene thing is... She, all she was told to do, she's like, all, all the actress was told to do, they said, it might get a little loud, a little scary. We just need you to stand right there for as long as you can until the nurse comes and gets you. Oh, my gosh. And so he's freaking out. And she is just like, like, look, is, look, is this a common tactic in South African filming? Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just in filming in general. Like, I feel like Dakota Fanning. Never had a working conditions like no, this. I am, Nobody ever broke Dakota Fanning's arm to be in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I bet they do it to a lot. There's stories of um, this happening to adult actors and actresses. Yeah, but like this but seems this, like. Yeah, this is something that you don't do. Yeah, this like, seems like on a very big level. Yeah. They're, they're like not lying to her, but priming her, I guess. to this like This is gaslighting. Yeah, like have these experiences. This should be the definition of gaslighting. That's nuts. So like. She's sitting there scared. Yeah. And, and you're getting real reaction. And you see she... the behind the scenes video of this. Yeah. And they take her off, like off the stage or off, off the scene, out of the scene. Yeah. And she's crying. Yeah. Because she was so scared. Did they show that like, then. Then Tarsim Singh gets, a, gets sued. <laughs> yeah. No, where Lee Schreiber's like, Lee Schreiber's like, it's okay, darling. That was just me acting. I can't walk. Remember? <laughs> Is that what they do? And he's like, didn't you see me in X-Men Origins Wolverine? I can walk fine. She's taken out of the room after Roy freaks out. And she's upset. Upset because he was upset. So she thinks she did something wrong. So she runs back to the medicine room. Not, not the actress. No the character. Who knows at this point. <laughs> right. She's probably legitimate. And they chased her. They happen to have a camera right. set up. And she's like, this is what I was doing before. And it made him happy. Why is he freaking out? I just want to make him happy and tell me more want, stories. I just want more stories. Life. Because this is my actual real life. Yes, they took away my my Game Boy and said I couldn't have it until I finished listening to this man's stories. They made me work in that orange orchard for a whole year. Yes, and then pushed me off a ladder. They thought it would happen naturally. They finally just had to push her. It took, a whole, it took a whole year for them to finally give up. But Tarsim saying gave every opportunity for that girl to naturally break her own arm. Anyway, after that levity, this yeah. is when things get a little dark. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she goes to steal more morphine. Right. More morphine. I like, more I, morphine. I like the intonation there. More morphine. More morphine. <laughs> so she goes to steal some more morphine. And she's kind of handicapped in the, in the term of like she 
doesn't have the right, ability to use one both arm arms. Is, yeah. Um, so she's climbing up. He's reaching across. Oh and my she gosh! Slips, did she get hurt? And she falls. And it goes into. Fortunately, never shows it because if they had shown it or tried to uh, portray it in real life, yeah, they probably literally would have just pushed her over or Dude, made her slip. You know they did, and there was just some rule at releasing this movie in the United States where they couldn't actually show it. <laughs> yeah, because oh, so instead, after she slips, it goes into back into Alexandra's mind. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Almost like a fever dream, right? Of all these things that she's seen and all the things that she's imagined, and very weird, like um, situations that haven't happened or won't happen. And she's hearing these voices of like the doctors working on her, you know. And it's it's, it's a little more it's, it's traumatized, it's yeah. a little intense. But um, she finally uh, wakes up, and she has a bandage around her head. And she's in an operating room. Oh my god! And Roy's the only one in there. And Roy is just, you know, he's he's crestfallen. He's very pale. Yeah. He's very. He looks. He's definitely got gone through some some stuff. Some retro. Some retroflexion. <laughs> sure. I don't think he can walk yet, so I don't think he's very limber. <laughs> and I don't think they had yoga back in the day in the states. No, 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 no. It was like Pilates. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, she wakes up. Now, this is something I haven't quite unpacked because, like I said, this movie is all about the visuals for me. It is not about the story. And so I haven't really, because just retelling you yeah. the story has made me realize why he why he went from touching, having her touch her toes, his toes to going and getting the morphine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, Am I getting better? I'm not getting better. Okay, go get, go get me drugs. Totally. And then, oh, um, I brought you back drugs. Here's only three of them. And he's like, well, let's see if this will do it. So he takes three, and he's like, I'm going to need more. Give me them sugar pills. Sugar pills. And so I was like, if it was just sugar pills, would you just get, like, real narcoleptic? But I forgot that he had taken the three previously yeah. right before he took a sugar pill. So the, the morphine put him to sleep. Yep. Wasn't enough to kill him, but he fully expected to be killed. Right. Um, My dad used to say he he expected to wake up dead. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and I and I didn't realize that. Now, so now that I have I haven't explained the very end yet, haven't really unpacked it, and I have don't really know exactly why he does this. But she's like, obviously she's recovering, and she's like, finish the story. Just tell me the rest of the story. Yeah. And so is he in a wheelchair? Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Okay. He's not standing up. I don't know, bro. I'm just, I'm just, I just want to know how this he's reveals. He's not operating puppets, like walking <laughs> around the room. He starts like full infinity warring all the characters in the story. Okay. Like That's they, funny because I was going to make a Thanos joke earlier. So I'm glad that we went there. Yeah. Yeah. He, but, but he, he, he goes for the ultimate. He starts killing all the good guys. Okay. All yeah. the bandits. All the bandits. Yeah. It is. And you, grown pretty attached to these guys. I think the actors that play him and the way they're written and the way they look and how real, it, even though they're fantastical story people, you know, through a couple of different filters, you like him. You like him by the end of this. And he just starts murking them. Huh. Just like... And, and like, so are they like sieging? 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 Siege? To yeah. siege something is to siege it. Sure, they're storming works. the castle. 
Are they storming the castle? Yeah, What's yeah. the bad guy's name? Odysseus? What's the bad guy's name again? again? Odious. Odious, Odious. Je- Governor Odious. Governor Odious. Which so, we find out later is is played by the lead role. Oh, yeah, you had to have been. Because she, she saw the lead role with the... With the ex and the um, studio lawyer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... He had to be the bad guy. In her mind. Yeah, of course. Right? Because yeah, yeah. he, was, he was like smug and like... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And anyway, they're storming castle. They're breaking in uninvited. Yeah, yeah, Um, And they're just getting murked with arrows and, you know, getting... Cut uh, down with daggers and spears. Yeah, getting and stabbed. For they, some reason, one dude's got an Uzi. The Indian has to cut this rope, and he falls to his death ah. on these on these very, you know, epic old historical sites. Obviously, I don't recognize this one implicitly, but considering all these other places he's gone, right? He's going to be pulling the full like. It's probably go, like you going uh, for the full enchilada. Yeah, a castle in Narnia or something like that. Essentially, is what it looks like. It definitely <laughs> looks Indian. There's a lot of Indian there. I think Carson Singh is Indian himself. Oh, okay. So a lot, of, and when I Google these, a lot of them were in India. Okay. Anyway, so he um, starts murking everybody. All that's left is the main bandit. Oh, and at this time, Alexandra has actually shown up in the story. Okay, so she's in the story now. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. she and she's a, like is she like a little girl? Is she like well, a powerful something something? No, she's just slightly older. Okay, because she's got all her front teeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means her arm's not broken. Obviously, it's her and imagination. She, and she's seeing, and she's seeing Roy walk. Oh, okay. Within the context of the making of this movie, right? It wouldn't have worked if they did like filmed meeting Roy. In the scenes of Roy walking, and then right, 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 right. They would have, they would have had all of the hospital scenes, yeah, and then they would have shot all of the fantasy exactly. scenes, exactly. Okay, so it's it's later. Yeah, teeth have grown in. He starts, and she's very upset about it, and she's like, "No, like, don't kill him, don't kill him." And she's very sad about like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Well, because it's my story." And she's like, "It's my story too." And that was one like written line. Yeah, yeah, that I was like, "Oh, well, like, that's obviously written." Was it executed well though? I was. I had, I had grown accustomed to her. To her, her, her candidness. Yeah, yeah. yeah when she to just, her being lied to the whole yeah. movie. Like for a year of her I life. Enjoyed her, I, I enjoyed her performance when she was being gaslit. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, and she's like, no, like, so she's killing. So in the story, Roy is killing the bandit and he's having General Odious stick his head underwater. And she's like, no. Well, she's watching. Well, like, well uh, in her mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, get up, fight. Like, like you don't need to do this. You need to fight. So Alexandra is Alexandra. Alexandra is in the so what is her role in the fantasy world? She's just an observer. Well, nobody's any really paying attention to her, but she's dressed just like okay. the main bandit. Okay, yeah, yeah, and she's not doing anything. So it's probably more a device to take the struggle that's happening in the real world and then personify it in the fiction world. So she doesn't necessarily need a role so much as we need her there to offer the opposition to the depression that's drowning Roy. Well, let me just finish it off. Okay. okay and we'll okay, unpack yeah, yeah. Sorry, it a little sorry, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so eventually she says, like, you don't, like, fight. And so he ends up getting up, punching General Odious, which is the lead. Yeah. He, and he gets out, and then the the, the wife of, or the girlfriend the of General Odious, who's actually played by one of the nurses, but it's just it's a little side thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, who, well, I, you know that lead actor's got some side things going on. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it, it's, she, like... So she was called Nurse Evelyn uh-huh. in there, but it's it's Roy's analog for you know for his ex for the ex. So he he stands up and he gets out of the water, punches him, like 
knocks General Odious in there and he walks over and to the girl, Nurse Evelyn, she's like, now we can be together forever. Like, and I think she actually calls him Roy. Like, we can be together forever for Roy. He's like, no. I, and, and, and Alexandra in the, in the story, standing right next to her and she's like, arms are crossed, like shaking her head at her and he's like, no, I don't need you anymore. Like, I don't need to, I like, I can just be me for me. I don't need you in my life to make me happy. Yeah, yeah, Right? And then he moves on. So, why does he kill all the people? Oh, and then uh, she, so it, it ends, you know, there's closure within the story. And then she, this is within all the like, fictional story, within the fictional story, in the hospital story, all through narrative of no, no actual scenes for it, really. All through narrative, Alexandra's voice is like, I got better and I did not see Roy again. Uh, my mom told me that he had gotten better and he got into movies. I never saw any until I did. And then it shows uh, all these movies that they had filmed cool. to make look like a silent Western movie of him getting, yeah, you yeah. know, hitting the head and jumping off things and rolling. And, That's very and brave of them things. to do that with him in a wheelchair. Oh, no, 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 no. He had, he had gotten, he, he had gotten <laughs> right. better. Right, right, right. He, he got better. He had a full recovery. Yeah. He yeah. had a full recovery. Yeah, yeah. And he had been saved. So why did, why did Roy start Thanos? Thanosing his characters is it because those characters represented the guilt of what he had done to this girl and that those characters were a manipulative tool that he used and so he felt bad about it so he's destroying these things either covering up as evidence or as a sign of like I don't have the desire to manipulate manipulate you into hurting yourself so I'm just going to kill kill off all these characters because it's what's best for you. No, I think, I, from what I'm hearing, I think that he was going to full-on kill everybody. I think he was even going to let his Captain Bandit character be killed. Oh, no, no, no. But why did he do that? I think oh, so, too. No, no, because, because I think of the guilt. I think he was like, I'm going to destroy this whole world because I'm a horrible person. And yeah, I'm going to so, make you hate me because I'm going to kill all these things exactly. that, that we have a bond together with. And you're going to hate me. And then that way I can leave and I'm not responsible for for what happens to you after this. Because... We don't have a tie anymore. I think he was trying to just break well, ties. Well, that, well, either or was that a penance? Because he's like, this is a, a useful a tool that no. I found useful. No, no, no. I think I think one hundred percent he was just like, I mean, yeah, sure. It, it is a bit of a penance, and in, in that, I'm gonna break my break my relationship with you mm -hmm. in the like worst way I can think. Mm -hmm. So you'll hate me. Yeah. So that we don't have a relationship as kind of a sorry, but also like because he is. I think that he was still in that struggle at that point because of, if it, he was low enough to try to commit suicide and then immediately after his actions resulted yeah. in her almost dying, mm -hmm. that's just going to put him lower. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why she ends up popping into the fantasy world because she basically to talks point, him down the ledge, off do you, the ledge. Do you think to the point that he was like, I want to kill myself still yeah. and I don't want anybody else to suffer because yeah, of it? Exactly. So cut these, cut these relationship ties so that when I do kill myself, you're not going to be torn torn up about it. Exactly, and I, so I think it was yes, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Definitely a part of penance, but I think it was that like breaking mm -hmm. breaking of ties. Now, second question: mm -hmm. Was it from Roy's perspective? Were we actually seeing that story in Roy's head? It's very possible because the way that she shows up in the end in the story, uh -huh. right? Yeah, it's very she, possible. She, but but I think the break there, at least the way that I'm understanding the the, I think the biggest break there is in the character descriptions and then character portrayals where he describes the Indian yeah, as true. a native and she's seeing it as, but I think probably what happens and I'd have to watch the movie. Now I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really interested. I need to watch this movie. What probably happens is that, the, that maybe the two visions end up 
winding together. So by the end, they're sharing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Roy's seeing her and she's seeing him kind of both in their in imaginations, yeah. right? So it starts out, Roy's telling a certain, they're both seeing different stories, but by the end, they're both seeing the same story. Mm. That's possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, this movie just is, it's actually really interesting. I actually think I enjoy it a little bit more. It makes a little bit more sense now that I'm replaying it and telling it again. That's awesome. Because it was just a couple small things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like these little things, but as you tell them. I'm like, you know, oh, they, that makes sense. Toe they, to morphine, to sugar pills, fall asleep, girl hits her head. And dude, that that they didn't show anything graphic or gnarly. Just disturbing images in that in the head injury scene that i remember being just like really uncomfortable the first time i saw dude that i mean that was the cell though right like the cell there were scenes that made you really uncomfortable and there were blatant reasons why you should be uncomfortable no but there were there were also like these subtle things like uh we recently were looking at uh, a scene from the cell where it's a scene with the horse mm-hmm. where like the things come down and it segments the horse in those glass containers or whatever. In the, in the slides. Yeah. In the slides. And it, and so it's like that scene isn't necessarily gory or it doesn't necessarily say anything, but it's just like off-putting, right? Because uh-huh. as Jennifer Lopez walks through those things, you kind of get some of the organs moving and stuff. And it's just like, oh, oh. how is that not off-putting no, or saying, gory? It's yeah, yeah. very yeah, gory. I mean, yeah, but it's not like there's not like a, there wasn't a bunch of blood and there wasn't a bunch. Because parts of that movie are like super gnarly in that sure. regards, right? And it was that was for that movie. Yeah. That was more of a subtle thing where it happens. You don't really grasp what happens until she walks through and then you're like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of subtleness of yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the organs are still functioning. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he just creates a mood. And I, I really wish he'd make more stuff. Because visually, I like the way that the way is, it works. Is this the last movie he made, to your knowledge? The Fall? Uh, I think he did a TV series. Interesting. And then before this, he did an REM um, retrospective video. What? Yeah, that's amazing. Because <laughs> I, I know he had done, I know he had done The Fall, or The the Cell. Yeah. Um, you know, it was in, it's an, essentially pre-inception. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Inception, pre-inception. Um. And then I remember him doing something else. And honestly, I was surprised at how little he did. Yeah. But because I thought he did a couple more other visually stunning movies I couldn't really remember. I Wikipedia it and it was like it's just a couple of rando things. And then like hmm. those three movies that really stand out as like and they're all good looking movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, see you've told me about this movie a handful of times and I'm now hearing about it is it's it's, it's dope. Yeah. It's way dope. No, no, it's it's pretty cool. And if you think it's dope. Just by hearing it, yeah. I mean, I'm not even getting your mind's going to be blown. By I know the I'm not even getting the this the strong visual. I mean, you like Lawrence about. of Arabia, right? Oh, I love Lawrence. I I love Lawrence of Arabia, mm-hmm. and not even like cause you just because Obi Wan's in there. Because <laughs> Obi Wan's, you know me. Dude. I'm not like I don't. I'm not a. I'm not like a film nerd, dude. I'm not like I love Lawrence of Arabia because yeah. the aspect ratio speaks to the Bohemian sensibility. I don't give a crap. Yeah, I just love that movie. Like watching that movie, you're just like, dude, this is rad. Just the way it like falls in your eyes. Yep. Yep. Everything about mm-hmm. it, every and like it's got these like kind of it's like kind of weird and like yeah, there's parts yeah. that are weird. I, I love it. It doesn't it doesn't have a great storyline. It doesn't have a great narrative. No, it's no. just like a trip. Yeah. It's like one of those what were those like plastic red things you put up to your eye with the circular disc so with like, the slide? Yeah, the I like the kaleidos- not no, kaleidoscope. No, kaleidoscope. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What were those called? Something Graham. I want to say rainbow. A view 
a view something. View finder? View range? range view, not range finder. I don't know. Anyway, But those yeah, things yeah. you click through? Yeah, 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 That's essentially what Lawrence of Arabia totally. is. It's just like this thing that you go through and you kind of follow along. You're not paying attention to who, who's in it, right. even though it has great lines. But you're loving it. Yeah, yeah. So the fall is just falls is, in that same category. Exactly. Like, um, And I enjoyed it fully. So is it the fall... Because not only is it the fall of this man's happiness, but also the little girl's fall from a ladder in the orange orchard and from the shelf of the opiate den. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just starting to no, no, no. crap out there. No, I have no, no idea. No, no. That's actually one thing I have unpacked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, the fall. Like, well, they both fell. Yeah, he fell they, to, he, to get there. He, he fell in stunt. Yep. She fell in the orchard. He fell into depression. No, emotionally. She fell into... or. um. Oh, physically she, again, twice. Physically, yeah. She fell for the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She fell for the story. Yeah. True. 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 There's true. a lot of falling. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, I have a theory, though, just based off of what I've heard. Sure. This is Roy three at Blips and Chips. Oh God. <laughs> oh. This is Roy three. How long have you been holding on to <laughs> when I said Roy? Oh, since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this is Roy three. From Rick and Morty, when they go back and play Blips and Chips, this is Roy 3. Okay, all right. So is it is it Rick or Morty playing Roy? That's actually the question, but who out of the universe is, is it the teacher? Pl- wait, playing Roy? Play as the controller right. of Roy. The controller of Roy? Yeah. Who would it be? Who would it be? You, I mean... I think, I think it'd be Jerry. No. I think it'd Jerry's be Jerry. Jerry's not manipulative. I think it'd be Jerry. Jerry's dumb. Jerry is dumb. And he would not control Roy in any other way than being dumb. <sighs> That's true. That's yeah. true. He so would have no. ju- he would have just like would have just been like, well, I guess I don't have legs now. Is it fart? <laughs> no, it's not fart, no. Because he was mani- well, actually no, he wasn't fart. manipulative. No, he, he was wasn't. Just, he was like hundred percent honest. Yeah, like he was just honest. This and, is what's happening. And he just didn't realize that that was important mm. things to say. Because it has to be somebody who's manipulative but cares. Right? Who like like who's a, who's good? Because if it was Rick, Rick would just be like, "Give me all the morphine, we'll blow it up." up. <laughs> well, we we've, we've seen Rick break sometimes. We have seen Rick break. I mean, it, it Actually, is. I would say Rick. It, it I would is say pretty accurate. It is a fairly good parallel between Rick and Morty's relationship, where Morty brings Rick back from the edge multiple times. I mean, the yeah, very first episode, exactly. Rick is drunk and suicidal, trying to blow up the entire planet. Yeah, and Morty bring, walks, yeah, talks yeah, him down yeah. off the ledge. I guess it makes sense. It could so, very well be Rick. So so was it? It was drunk Rick. Drunk Rick. It's got to be drunk still, Rick. Who's still manipulative and smart enough yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to like roll through it? Yeah, yeah. He makes mistakes. He get tri- he gets tricked sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but like he... with the with the sugar pill morphines. Yeah, exactly. I th- that's definitely Rick. It's Rick. Rick playing Roy three. <laughs> or 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 it is Morty after he got all the negativity and toxins sucked out of him. No. No, he would never hit the depressions. He would have never hit the depression spell as Roy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because he was just like this. That's true. I love that. I've watched that episode so many times, trying to completely understand that Morty. I still don't get it a hundred percent, but I love it. I still love it. <laughs> I love it too. That's so good. I love it too. So anyway, so uh, the fall is uh, Roy three. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch the movie again. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. I think you may have legitimately, because I will watch it through that lens, 
every single time. We need to sit down now and watch this movie together and then pick uh, out all the like more, all the Rick parts. This is like the Red Dead Redemption version of Roy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like RDR2, but like re- Red Dead Roy 2. <laughs> Red Dead Roy 2. <laughs> RDR2. That's Red Dead amazing. Roy 2. All right, man. Well, thanks for ruining a... One of my favorite movies that I didn't really have to pay. I just had to watch. Here's the thing. Uh, tying anything into Rick and Morty can't be ruining it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> no, because y- you've had some theories before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've had some theories before. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, totally. I can totally see it. Yeah. But there's no arguing. <laughs> Way out of this. No, no. There's, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, gadfly this (laughs) at all. Like, it's just, it's perfect, and I hate you for it. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for listening along, guys. And, uh, we'd love it if, uh, it was called Viewmaster. Oh, Viewmaster. Viewmaster. You're not Ragefinder, Viewmaster. Okay, so what were you saying? Yeah, uh, I was, uh, I was saying, thanks for following along, guys. And uh, make sure to leave a review for us if you could. Write a review. Give us some stars. Download the podcast. Subscribe. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. That way we can keep uh, sitting here in the old blanket fort talking about movies. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to Dude, Guess What I Saw. If you like what you heard, leave a review and a rating. Also, make sure to check out DudeGuessWhatISaw.com for updates, merch, and super secret surprises.